The Excess Rock Best Metal Album of 2019 is Humanicide by Death Angel. I had the chance to sit down and talk with guitarist and founding member Rob Costeveni about the album, the current state of rock, and much, much more. Check out our interview here. All right, so I've had a chance to listen to, uh, to a little bit of the new album, heard the, the single uh, the Humanicide um, from the album of the same name. Uh, Great. And very impressed with what I've heard so far. Um, of course, I'm a longtime fan, so I uh, pretty much like everything you guys have put out, but uh, but. Yeah, you guys are continuing on a, a great streak. Tell me a little bit about this new album, if you don't mind. Well, that's first of all, it's great to hear. So thanks for the warm words there. Um, and uh, what's the question? Tell tell about the new album. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's our new album. It's our ninth uh, studio release, um, and it's the fourth album in 10 years with a, an exact same lineup. So that's nice. It's the, the, the longest running streak of, uh, of the same lineup that we've had here. So we're, we're feeling pretty solid and feeling good about it. It comes out May 31st. Um, and at that point, we'll already have completed our headline, uh, a, a halfway headlining tour, halfway tour with Overkill in the United States. And we'll be on our, on our way to Europe to start our European tour on that day. Um, yeah, we, uh, there you go. We're stoked. We're excited about our new album. Yeah. I mean, the the last few albums, I mean, with this lineup, uh, it really sounded, you guys just seem like you get tighter and tighter, um, as, as you play together, which makes sense. You know, the, the longer, you know, you guys are together, you probably develop a little bit more of a chemistry. I hope Um, so. <laughs> but, but but yeah, it sounds. I mean, just just fantastic what I've heard. So I can't wait for this album to come out. Cool. Um, so tell me a little bit about the recording process these days. Obviously, I'm sure it's quite a bit different than when when you guys first started out. So quite a bit different. Um, you know, basically, technology has changed all that. As you know, technology and the passing of time, and it, you know, aging and changing your whole, uh, well, evolving through the years. Um, so, I mean, you know, back in the day, we just went at it with no no method and no plan whatsoever. So, you know, in, in these days, there's much planning and a lot of uh, somewhat systems in place and methods and, and strategies that, that help make the process smoother. Um, I mean, generally what happens is, I'll, I'll be compiling ideas, riffs, and stuff like that while we're on tour for the mm-hmm. for the album that we had, whatever album we're touring for at that time. Um, and by the time we end that touring cycle and start to uh, focus on the on the writing and the construction of the next album, I'll just pretty much isolate myself in my home studio, listen to some of these ideas and stuff, and see if I can spark something. Um, and usually that'll get me get me started and get me warmed up writing, constructing entire songs. Um, I'll just start start from square one and see what, what, what happens. And finally, when, when, when the writing vibe warms up, then I'll pretty much get into a flow and then start cranking them out. Um, I'll make demos at my home studio. Mm-hmm. And when I get a, a first batch of songs, um, then I'll meet up with our drummer, Will, down at our rehearsal studio so we can 
we could put a, a live feel to the songs and more of an organic, you know, human energy situation working together. And then we'll, we'll work on beats and patterns and arrangements and, and we'll do some demos down there where I could record his live drums, um, mm-hmm. take that back to my home studio, work it out some more until I finally have proper uh, skeletons or blueprints of songs to where I feel it's good enough to pass on to the other cats so that they can all start listening and vibing out on it. And Mark gets that, starts to work on lyrics, melodies. Um, usually that's basically how it works. And then he'll, he'll, he'll come over and we'll, we'll record some vocal ideas. We'll bounce stuff back and forth and just start to formulate what would be at least as close as possible to the song structures before we hit the recording studio. And then we get to the recording studio and do it all over again from scratch. And, uh, yeah. And this time we try to, you know, improve on the songs, make final arrangement uh, decisions and, we're 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 very open to uh to any ideas and 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 doing anything to the songs until they're finally recorded. Like we definitely don't go in the studio with like a set thing that we're not gonna like we're we're totally like writing in the studio still and coming up with fresh ideas and spontaneous things that fit the mood on the spot and there you have it. Then we awesome. have our record. Excellent. So you have the same producer on this album that you've had on the last three albums, I think. Is that right? That's right. And how does that help you guys? Um, I mean, surely you have a comfort level, I guess, with with working with the same producer. Um, So maybe does that help as far as uh, putting that whole album structure together because you kind of know how each other works? That's absolutely it. It's it's incredibly helpful to, to be working with people that are, Basically, you consider good friends at this point. We've we've been we've been working together for ten years, over four albums now, um, and so yeah, we're we're dear friends and and colleagues and coworkers. And so, sure enough, you just uh, eliminate the process of feeling some you know feeling out each other's ways of working, personalities, every other kind of thing that may or may not click. Um, and so we just get immediately to work, um, which is a beautiful thing. We waste no time with any of that. We waste no energy with any, on any of the other stuff. And, um, you know, I just, I'm, I'm really pleased in the final result from the first album onward. So it's kind of like, you know, if it's not broken, don't try to fix it kind of situation. And it's not just Jason working as producer. I mean, I'm basically co-producing with Jason. So we're producing together the entire time. Um, but it's the entire team, the engineer and even uh, Ted Jensen at Sterling Sound doing the final sheen of the mastering. Um, it's happened on all four of these albums, and we just feel like we've got a great team going with that. And, um, and another thing is, you know, we like we have a great, we have like a similar sense of humor. We have a, a, a similar kind of working schedule. By me and Jason are totally nocturnal, which is nice because we're we're. We're firing on all cylinders deep into the night, into the wee hours, and that could be problematic if I was at a different studio with a producer <laughs> who likes to work in the morning or in the early part of the day, like normal hours, and then uh, we're going to be off timing right off the bat with it, you know. <laughs> gotcha. So these so, are those, you know, that's rock star hours, though, you guys working in the night. So. <laughs> well, it's just I've just always been nocturnal, and that's just when I, when I come alive and, and feel creative. So, you know, some studios – 
and some people just don't work that way. They have like different hours and stuff, but like he, he, he owns his own studio. So we're just basically in, on a 24 hour uh-huh. clock over there and we're working seven days a week, uh, like insane madmen over there. But, um, it's fun and it's, 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 uh, it's suiting, it's suiting us right now. Well, I'm very happy to see you guys continue to release new albums. And I, and I say that because a lot of the metal bands that have been around, especially as long as you guys have been, that I've talked to, that when I do interviews with a lot of these guys, they, they tell me that there's there's not a lot of money in creating albums nowadays. And most of that, um, you know, comes from live performances and, and merchandise. I don't exactly know if right. Is that the case with you guys as well? Oh, absolutely right. Um, for, for us... Um, all the work it takes to, to create a new album, which it takes a lot. I mean, it's, it's definitely the, mo- the most incredibly uh, life-draining, fucking brutal fucking workload, steal you away from your family and friends and everything else thing for me in the, in the world. It's way, way crazier than, than being on tour. Being on tour is a walk in the park compared to creating a record. Um, but... Uh, we don't do it. Yeah, we, we, we do it because mainly we love, we love music. We love to create music, and we want to leave as much of a, of a mark in the music history books as we possibly can. Um, and we have a lot to say, and we're, we feel creative, um, and we like to be relevant, expressing who we are now with, with our lineup now and, and creating music that's, you know, I mean, it's simultaneously old school style of metal or thrash because that's where our, our roots are from, of course. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a chance to infuse um, things that you're into now and like, a, you know, cross over to a bit of a, a modern production and a modern flavor as well. So, you know, we're not just we don't want to just we're not into going out with a retro dinosaur kind of vibe like we're <laughs> we're here now. No, there actually, I mean, obviously there's been consistency to your sound to a certain degree, but there's an evolution to it as well um, that I hear kind of from album to album. Um, and it all seems like a real natural flow. So, you know, so that, that's, that's great to hear each time you guys come out with a new album. You know, you can kind of hear some new ideas, some new things like you say, you know, the production value, of course, today is very different from, from when it was in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, to what well, you yeah. To do. <laughs> and, and we want to, you know, we... Honestly, when we want to keep it fresh and exciting for ourselves because after a while you're playing the same songs. I mean, it's, it's awesome. It's not, nothing against it, but it's just, you know, night after night after night after night on tour after you play songs for years and years and years. I mean, you, you get excited about playing new material. It's, more, it's challenging because you have to, you got to be on your toes. You have to think about the parts and think about it because it's like, you know, they're, they're new, new things for, for you to play and you, your brain needs to be on it and you need to pay attention and it makes it, it makes it more vital. And, you know, you don't go into autopilot just like playing shows, you know, cause that's, that could happen. Yeah. Just not doing the greatest hits package. Right. So totally. <laughs> so, you know, we, we talked a little bit about, um, I guess the new album and then the record making process. Tell me a little bit about what you think about where, music is today and, and by that question i don't really mean the music industry because uh, it's kind of fractured and i think everybody knows that but as far as like streaming services and things like that with music are, are, you, a, are you pro on that side of thing or are you disappointed in the fact that 
you know, streaming has kind of taken over and, and purchasing albums isn't quite as big of a thing as it used to be. Well, that's that's kind of a, it's a tough one because I, I have to split that in, in half because on one half I have to look at it as a music listener and a music fan. Mm-hmm. And on another half I have to look at it as a person who's, who's putting music out and, and needs to survive off of their job, which is to create and release music. Um, so on the, on the side of the, the, the artist side, it's a bit fucked uh, because yeah, you know, it's hard to make a dime off of music at all. And sure. that's not, that's not helping, you know, it's, it's the, the structure of, of payment on the streaming stuff is not so good these days. At least, sure. for, you know, people like us, we're not like people like with millions and millions and millions of spins. Like we, you know, we're playing thrash metal and a sub genre of a, of a, of a, of a, of a genre. That's not exactly the flavor of the month these days. So that being said, it, it's rough on that side. However, um, I do like the, I mean, you do get exposure from it, which is cool. Mm-hmm. You know, all the, the, when you get put on playlists and people discover you that way. So that's, I guess, you know, the, the modern era of, what what radio once was rock radio or something where you might discover somebody new. Um, but, you know, on the other side of that, as a music listener, as a fan, I mean, I had to fucking give in eventually. It's just, you can't beat it. Like you can't beat it. Suddenly I just have every fucking record I ever needed to have. And it's all in my phone, you know? And I'm, yeah. for a person, you know, I'm, tr- I mean, most people are on the go, but, but, I mean, we are really on the go. We're traveling constantly, constantly flying back and forth, traveling, and you, have to, you can only bring so much shit with you. And, you know, so instead of having to bring this, that, and the other, CDs or whatever other kind of thing that you might have, or even your iPod, um, which you might just lose all of a sudden, and now there goes your entire music catalog in one time when you left your iPod on a plane or some shit like that. Yeah, so, it's quite a progression. I mean, dude. I, I mean, remember, yeah. What what can you say? All you do is log in anywhere, and your entire music collection's there. And I'm listening to music constantly, so it's incredibly convenient. So I mean, after a while, convenience takes over. I mean, what else can I say? I'm not gonna lug around my all this shit when I can just have my beautiful playlist prepared on on my <laughs> streaming music. So I mean. I'm I'm rolling with it. I just I just wish they could, you know, it would help. It would benefit the artist more. So how's your relationship with Nuclear Blast? You guys have been working with them now for just a little bit. How's how's that going? It's pretty them? amazing. A label. It's, it's easily the best relationship we've had with with a record label, and we've 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 had quite a few. Um, but this this is by far a, a family environment. Um, it's been many years now, what, since uh, 2003. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're, we're a family together. We're, like, truly good, good friends with many, many of the, of the staff members. Um, and at, first and foremost, many of them were our fans of the band. Like, they they were listening to our band and following our band long before they were working at the record label. So, you know, you put all these elements together and, it's it's a dream relationship and um and they obviously know what they're doing with metal so you know we couldn't be happier they we're we're in a really uh, ideal relationship with a record label 
So you mentioned you're, you're going out on the road with Overkill. When, do, when does that start? The tour kicks off on April 19th, coming around the corner. But we, we do like a – on the we meet up with those guys on the East Coast. So starting from California, we, we start heading out there doing, you know, I think six six headlining shows or something like that. Then we hook up with them, do the shows with them, and then another half dozen or so headlining shows coming back home. We get home on May 19th, so it's like an exactly a month of that tour. Nice. Maybe I'll have a little break, and then I go out on the European tour then after that, correct? After the album? Yeah, like literally just about a week. We get a, <laughs> a week at home, get our shit together, and say goodbye again, and go rock Europe. So obviously, you know, you've been doing this for a long time. Um, what do you consider at this point in your career um, to be your biggest accomplishment? Hmm, that's a tough one in a, in a, around 37, 37 years of this band's existence. Um, our biggest accomplishment, that's interesting. I don't know how to look at it that way. I mean, I can look, I could see points of, of personally to me, like moments that were, that stand out. Like it, it, in that moment, it was like the, the most incredible thing possible, but, there's there are there are different ones. I mean, um, probably the most important accomplishment was to put out our first album, mm-hmm. to get to get signed whatsoever, release the Ultraviolence, holding holding the vinyl in my hands for the first time and just in disbelief that we actually have a a, a legit record out there in the world in 1987. That that was that that feeling's unbeatable. Um. So, in a personal accomplishment that 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 might be hard to beat. Um, but our biggest accomplishment, accomplishment, I mean, just just still existing to this day. <laughs> true, true. I mean, you know, that, a lot of bands have come and gone in the time period that you guys have have been around. So, yeah, um, I mean, and, and l- let me add, not just existing, but in my opinion, kicking fucking ass. As, as, strong, as strong as our band is as on right fire on. as we have ever been. <laughs> right on, man. Yeah, you guys really, uh, you guys tear it up, too. I mean, in the live setting and, and everything. So your career goals at this point, I mean, obviously it sounds like you are you're, you still have a, a big passion for music. You're, you're really enjoying this. What do you foresee for the future of Death Angel going forward? Um, I mean... I can only look at it. I can really only look in the near future because I just don't. I don't feel comfortable predicting the future. I'm one of these sure. cats that's like not into seeing the future whatsoever. It's like <laughs> one of the, if, you know. I'm not. If, if there was a way to see to look in the future, I don't want to. I don't even want to see it. I want to. I want it to come as it comes. So I can only hope that that, that we will. Keep the fire burning the way it is now for as long as is actually possible, you know, and that's the best I can hope for, that we just keep the the, the passion never dies, and I I wake up every day into it, loving music and wanting to do the, you know, do the best we can with the time that we have, uh, you know, leave the biggest mark musically on the world that we can go. So, I mean, we definitely would you know like to do more more records more touring and take it as as big and as far as we possibly can 
Well, you guys, uh, you know, are, are kind of mentors to a lot of other bands. I mean, there's a lot of bands that have, have been out and listed you as, as you know, uh, people that they got excited about, looked up to, um, kind of used you as a platform, you know, to, to start their career. What do you think of, I mean, do you have any of the newer bands that are out now that, that you actually like? Um, there's a lot of great new bands out there, um, and I do like them. But um, it's hard for me to start really naming people because, to, to be quite honest, I'm just one of these cats that just doesn't really listen to a lot of the newer stuff mm-hmm. that's coming out as much. I mean, I'll give it a listen, but after, after a while, I, my, my ears are just craving the artists that I'm worshiping. Yeah. Um, and that's just, you know, I just got to blame that on being an old guy from the old school. <laughs> so no, you know, I'm not trying to say anything. About, you know, I, I, I definitely want to support the, the, the younger bands, the newer bands without them, the thing's going to die out and there'll be nothing left. So of course they got to keep the torch burning. Um, that being said, we've played with some great, you know, so-called newer bands. Like, you know, one of the, one of the killer bands I I think is Havoc. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, but yeah, the, these guys, I'm gonna the the batch of bands I would name now aren't even new per se by this point. They're not even new, but to me they're newer. Like because because I'm so fucking old that, that <laughs> these guys seem to me newer. Like Municipal Waste, uh, you know, even Revocation, um, sure. even a band like Children of Bodom, who I I respect very highly. I think Alexi's an amazing guitar player. In fact, he does a guest solo on the song Ghost of Me on our new album. Oh, very um, cool. So, but they've been around forever now. But you know, to me, they're newer compared sure. to the band, compared to the other artists I listen to. You know, like <laughs> this is are coming from the '70s and shit like that. You know, so you know, there you have it. That's that, that's all I can honestly say. So, who influenced you originally? I mean, who who was the band that you saw when you were younger? Because you know, you guys were practically kids when you started this band. But who did you see and, and think, wow, I want to do that? Well, that that is the the defining moment for it, for our entire band is when we all saw Kiss live in 1979. So I was like 10 years old, 10 10 or 11 years old. But our parents took us to see our favorite band Kiss live. You know, we painted our faces. We were all excited, and we went and saw this show, and that was it. That was fucking it. Like as soon as we left that show, we we're like, okay, we need to learn how to actually play instruments so we can form a real band and and make this happen. So that and was you like, you know, what's that? And you did. <laughs> and, and we did. But it didn't happen overnight, though. The idea happened. That, that was where the, the, the seed was planted. But it, it took a minute to, to make it actually happen. I have to credit, at this point, then, then fast forward, I, I credit Randy Rhodes uh, and that, that era of Ozzy for uh, making me actually spend the time and put the hours in and really learn how to fucking play and to the point where I could write something and work on something. And so Randy Rhodes is my original guitar hero of all time, and I, I credit him for the fact that I can even really play guitar. But it was Kiss that made us want to form a band. Gotcha. So I'm going to throw something out there. I throw this out to everybody I interview, and, and sometimes I get a good response, and sometimes I don't. Um, but, but what's the strangest request that you can remember that you ever received from one of your fans? Strangest request. Hmm. Huh. 
off the top of my head, I can't really. I mean, other, other than <laughs> other than other than weird unmentionables back in the old days. Sure. <laughs> other than weird unmentionable unmentionables from our female fans in the old days, um, you know, there doesn't have to be any, any really strange requests. I mean, we get requested to 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 play you know play songs that we're just not probably going to be playing. Sure. But um, yeah, other than that. You don't have anybody. I'm sorry, locks. I don't have anything interesting for you on that one. Don't have anybody wanting locks of hair or sample of your blood or any weird stuff like that, huh? Um, I've had just people just straight taking the lock of hair without asking for it. Um, you know, grabbing <laughs> thing, grabbing things from grabbing things from you, trying to grab shit off of your, you know, grab my wristband off my arm on stage, gra- yanking the pick out of my hand while I'm in the middle of playing, shit like that. But um. <laughs> Not yeah, they they haven't been polite enough to make the request. They just go ahead and grab. <laughs> they just do it anyway. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's people requesting to come on the bus, requesting to ride on the bus with us, requesting to come backstage, requesting to have our the beer from our dressing room. Um, but I don't find those to be really too strange. That's just kind of common occurrence. Um, yeah, I think that's just a rock band thing, you know. That's just a rock band thing. So the body other... parts, that's just normal too, I'm sure, things like that. You know? <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> I, guess, I guess to me, something my 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 gauge of what is strange is is different than another person's things. Things that have happened normally to us that other people would consider very strange is just like a a day, you know, a normal day with Death Angel on tour. <laughs> Well, so I read in a recent interview with you, someone had asked you about Flair retiring, and I won't go into the whole details of everything, but, uh, you know, your comments on it, that you understood why they were retiring and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made it sound like you are, you know, you are not thinking about doing that with Death Angel, but I would assume at some point down the road you might move into at least another area of music or something else. Have you ever thought about what you'll do once you quit performing with a live band? Um, well, mm, not, I mean, in a generally speaking at the point where I, where I quit performing with a live band whatsoever, I imagine myself to be so fucking old at that point. (laughs) that The only thing I'd want to do is retire somewhere fucking awesome and just fucking chill Um, (laughs) and get the rest that I've been needing for fucking decades. But but still, that's 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 um, answering the exact question that you asked about playing with a live band. If we're talking about this band, Death Angel, so that's uh-huh. different because that's this live band, and what we play is Death Angel music, which is severely high octane, intense thrash metal. So that I think the expiration date on being able to do that properly and represent the, represent it in any kind of non shameful way comes before stopping to perform live at all. So I yeah. plan to, you know, when 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 the time comes for Death Angel to 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 realize that it's time to stop stop this madness, then I I definitely would hope that I was still performing live music in some other genre, you know, something else, some something not quite so intense, fast and brutal. Um there's many 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 uh, avenues of music that I love and I and I'm into. Um, for one thing, I I write my own songs and have my own side music, which is like a you know, 
I don't even know how you call it. It's more bait. It's 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 kind of more like a lot of acoustic stuff and like mm-hmm. ch- chilled out stuff, like seventies rock type vibe or you know Sweetwood Mac, Elton John inspired kind of things. Um, basically, just not just the other side of what I dare not fuck with in Death Angel. <laughs> gotcha. But yeah, and I love I love all kinds of other music. So I would you know definitely hope to be creating, writing, and performing music as long as possible. Maybe getting into uh, uh, product producing because I do I, I do love studio work and I co-produce our records. Um, so yeah, I mean just staying involved with music. Totally. So, as far as I'm concerned, when you're when you're a when you're a true musician, that, that's a that's a lifelong thing. You're a lifer, man. You mm-hmm. you 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 die as a musician. Yeah, and I you know I I see some of that happening now um, with some of these bands. I'm kind of glad you brought that up, and, and maybe you see it the same way. I don't know, but you know we get a lot of material, um, you know, for review uh, and things like that. And I have over the years, and it seems like when social media kind of blew up where people were able to share a lot of this stuff. And there was a lot of people who were putting bands together who I don't want to say they can't play, but they right. maybe, maybe can't play in a live atmosphere. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, right. it's like they've like cut and paste and put everything together in a studio to where, you know, maybe it's overproduced, but it still sounds a bit like music sounds like a band and they put it out. And now I'm starting to see a lot of those people just disappear from the scene because they didn't have any sort of, longevity and and so i think we're maybe we're at a point where we're seeing some of that stuff the tide kind of shift into the people that are still doing a lot of this music are are true artists true musicians who do it for the love of the music and not just to be out there you know totally and that's that's great because there's there are a lot of people that you know there are a lot of people trying to play music there there's fierce competition these days there's just everybody's trying to put stuff out and so yeah you know it'd be nice to to weed out the phonies so to speak and make them make some room for people that are actually putting yeah. their heart and soul into into music and that have actual talent that something that people want to listen to and people want to support so um yeah totally i mean it's music is like i said it should it should be for life like i just can't i couldn't imagine the only way I would not play music is if I was like literally impaired to the point where I, I, I could not do it. Like there's like, you know, something was wrong with me where I couldn't sure. play. But so long as I live and breathe and I'm able to play, like I just couldn't, I couldn't see my life without being able to play music. That's just like what I do. Sure. That's what I do. And like I, the day that I just sit there and I'm no longer, I'm not into music anymore. I'm just not going to play music anymore. Like, I just seem like I failed to exist at that, that day. <laughs> well, you, <laughs> not you've me. been doing this most of your life. I mean, you know, so I have so, been. Yeah. There's, in, in, there's been downtime, you know, there's been in between situations and circumstances where shit was not going well. And yeah. there, there was a struggle and, you know, you're fucking, you got, you're, you're working your day job, fucking exhausting yourself to to survive. And meanwhile, you're trying to play music on the side but like there's no income whatsoever with the music and you're just fucking exhausting yourself double double time in your entire life to to work your ass you know and so finally there's been points where i've tried to you know be sensible so to speak and go all right i think i need to focus on trying to work or something here like stop trying to like dealing with music this like this passion and like get real you know what i mean like there's responsibilities happening here and i'm caving in like 
fucking life. So I tried to just escape music for a minute, like try to literally escape it. And for a minute there, it would work because I convinced myself I'm doing the, the right thing. But I would soon thereafter go into a really dark place and be very bummed and depressed and I couldn't recognize myself and, and it just it wasn't happening. And so thank God I'd come to my senses and just like go back to like playing music and as soon as the music would come into my life, I'd immediately feel better. So it came to a point where I just made a deal with myself that that's, that's my purpose. I'm just going to accept that that is this life for me in this lifetime and I'm just going to give it, give my entire life to it, to the fucking bitter end. Well, that's incredible to hear. And I, and I, I'd love to hear it as a, as a music fan and, and, you know, a listener. I mean, I hope uh, I follow through. I hope <laughs> one day you don't, you don't run to me someday and go, what happened, dude? I remember the, in the interview, you told me you were doing it for life. Now what the fuck? Well, you don't play music anymore. So I hope I never have to get called out on that and, you know, I, I, when I'm saying it, I'm truly, I'm truly meaning what I'm saying. So sure. let's see if it happens that way. So Rob, for anybody that doesn't know you, uh, what would they be surprised to know about you? I mean, what's not just uh-huh. out there for everybody? There's a lot to be surprised about me. <laughs> you, because, well, mo- I mean, when people, you know, if people basically just know me as Rob from Death Angel. Like if they, if they know me that way, then they're they know that side of me and what we project as a band in that in that avenue but that's only you know that's only that side of me i definitely don't live and breathe fucking metal like every single second of my life so i i totally am a person that needs balance um and so on the other side of me i'm fucking getting away from metal and getting away from death angel so that it doesn't just take over my my other people that are around me, such as my family and my friends that don't necessarily need to know me as dude from Death Angel, like, you know, and I try to, I, I need to get that space to balance myself out and keep myself grounded to where I just want to not think about Death Angel for a while and just be some, some dude that's not even having anything to do with that. And I like, I like to escape into into an anonymous world as much as possible. I'm mm-hmm. pretty, I'm pretty, actually, I'm pretty introverted in a way where I like to hermit out and exile away from masses of people and loud music and everything. And, and then, then I'll just kick it with my family, hang out with my kids, be very mellow, listen to acoustic music and, um, and pretend that, Death Angel's not even a thing for 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 a little bit there. I need that. I need that badly. And when I'm in that zone, um, probably people would be would be surprised at the at the uh, the the, sh- the shit that I listen to that <laughs> that I love. I love. I love. I love that inspires me in different ways. Um, and no, I'm not gonna name. No, I'm not gonna <laughs> name this music because I don't want people fucking getting pissed and talking shit and fucking losing respect in what they thought that, that, that I was. <laughs> like, yeah, I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm scarred from that, from, from this. I, I'll never forget this moment. Like this was even in like 88 or 89. We were on tour. Like we were either on the frolic tour or the act three tour. And I was backstage at one point. And I had on my U2 shirt that day. 
And I just remember a fan, like, all stoked about meeting the band and everything. And he was talking to me, and then he realized my shirt. And then, like, he just got totally disgusted. Because, of course, he was not even into U2 at that point of time. And he could not accept that I liked U2. And, like, I just remember, like, practically getting in an argument with this dude. Like, because he was just, like, trying to express his, 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 his disdain for that. And I'm like, is that really making a difference in our in our moment here? Like you're 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 getting negative because of the my shirt and what what music I like. Like just you know, Death Angel's fucking heavy and fucking thing. And I, I I don't like the fact of picturing that you're like listening to this poppy shit. Like and you know, you're, I'm like wow. Well, that's the last time I share my fucking inner shit with a random person like you. <laughs> you you yeah, did like me before like you heard of that. Yeah, I've got friends so, like that though that are like it's all one genre, right? Like if they're metalhead, it's all metal and everything else sucks. And you know, I won't. I mean, it's just like almost like a hatred for everything that's not inside this little box. It happens. Uh, it's, it's not even just metal. People, you know, who like oh, whatever yeah. other style of music. That's what some oh, people. Absolutely. That's all they listen to. You know, and that's fine. Like to me, that's fine if that's how you are but the problem is that some people don't don't dig it when other people are like a variety of music or whatever they they, they want you to be a purist like them or something so to me to me music is is similar to i always compare it to like food you know food or 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 style of movies you like for instance right so, like, there's all kinds out there. Like, so some people, they have a more narrower taste, and all they like is fucking cheeseburgers, and that's it. So, fine. Like, but some people like a variety, and why are you fucking pissed at me? Because I like that food, too. Like, so, you know, it's a, it's a personal taste. You'll get a room full of like-minded people, but ask them what, what they like to eat or don't like to eat, and you're going to get a fucking completely different answer from all these ten dudes. Like, But they all like metal, though. Yeah, well, and the way it is nowadays with, with the world, everybody likes to just argue about everything anyway, so it would be very easy exactly, to have, man. have one uh, size pizza, so, one size hamburgers, and they would just be fighting back and forth, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got, in the band, you got one guy's a vegetarian, this other dude does not like vegetables, you got fuck this and that, and, you know, we coexist. So, same thing with music, but so, in my again, in my experience, and of course, because we are a metal band, and I understand that some of our, our fans might not like this other kind of stuff and that's fine but i don't want to you know i don't want to create a fucking whatever just be it known that i listen to shit that you guys don't like (laughs) (laughs) sometimes so you know there's there yeah there you go i'll leave i'll leave it there so now when you guys started this lineup um a long time ago um you had of course different band members these Still ever talk to Gus or Dennis? Um, funny thing is, um, Gus and I are really, really close. Really close. We hang out all the time. We jam acoustics together, and he comes to Death Angel shows and hangs out and stuff. He's just like, he, he he's he's comfortable in the situation as to where everything ended up by now. Yeah. But unfortunately, I'm really disconnected with Andy and Dennis um, because the the band was such such are uh, the glue for us that for some reason it just got well not for some reason for obvious reasons it got really awkward when they left the band and i was i'm still in the band um yeah. and 
Unfortunately, it's been so long now. It's been over a decade, but I wow. thought that the thing, things would just smooth out after a while and there would be nothing. But even though we see each other here and there and cordially, you know, are in, a, in the same place at the same time, we're, we're actually really, really disconnected, and I'm, I'm really sad about that. Huh? Well, in closing, um, uh, I wanted to see if you had anything you'd like to say to your fans out there. I always like to give you that opportunity. So, um, I like to say, I'd like to say thank you, a, a heartfelt thank you for for supporting us for many years. I mean, obviously, without you guys, we would not exist. And we we play music for ourselves, but we play music for our fans. And I write music for our fans, and I'm hoping hoping so badly that they're going to like our music and especially our, the new music that is about to come out. Um, so, you know, I'm excited and I hope you guys like it and fucking it inspires you and we can have a good time. We come through town because, you know, we love the tour. So we'll see you on the road and uh, just thank you. We love you. And I'm assuming there's not going to be any YouTube cover songs on the new album, correct? Um, not on this album, but that doesn't mean we'll never do it. On, on hey, Rob, last, I, on our last album, we cut we our the bonus track was a a cover called uh, Wasteland by a band called The Mission UK. Yeah, and, okay. yeah, sure. Yeah, so that, that's you know that's out there. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, you guys sure did. Yeah. Well, I listen to I'm I'm kind of eclectic, like what you were saying with music. I listen to a lot of stuff. Um. And, and and appreciate it for what it is. Um, probably always will be a metalhead, but um, but yeah, I, I have a little variety in there too because well, there's a lot of good music out there. Well, there the is. How can you, you, how can you listen only to listen just, to metal? That's insane. If you just listen to just pounding metal day in day out, I mean, I don't know. You know, it it, it it's sort of like that um, absence makes the heart grow fonder kind of thing. When you know when you're dating somebody, you're in a relationship, and you're away for a little bit, and then you come back, it's better. You know, totally. kind of the same way with metal, you know, <laughs> you get something well, yeah. for a little bit and then you come back totally, to that man. intensity. It's great. You know, exactly, so, man. Variety is a spice of life. It's like, it's like if you only like horror movies, that's the only thing you can watch. Any other st- style of entertainment is weak except yeah. horror movies. Like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> Again, I'm just, I'm just fucking around with that. If, 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 some, if that's someone's trip, then that's their trick. As long as they ain't fucking being a dick to me, it's fine. But um, <laughs> yeah, you know. And and for the record, the U two that I that I love kind of ends around. I mean, honestly, it, it caps it, it maxes out at the unforgettable fire for me. But I, I I still do. I still am fond of stuff from the Joshua Tree and mm-hmm. some stuff from from Rattle and Hum and even Octung Baby. There was some there were some moments where. It was it was a good soundtrack for things I was going through in my life, but after that, you know, I can honestly say that I'm, I'm not I'm not really a fan of of what they've been putting out. Since. But I do, however, admire the fuck out of YouTube because they are the four original members till this fucking day. Yeah, that's true. And, there are not many amazing. bands who can claim that. No, no, not as long that's as fucking an accomplishment, true. man. <laughs> it is. Well, well, Rob, it's been an absolute pleasure to get a chance to talk to you. Um, appreciate right that. on, Bobby. I, pr- I appreciate your support as well, and I appreciate you taking the time. So thanks, thank you. All right, man. Visit us at excessrock.com for all the latest rock, hard rock, and metal news.